This morning we are in the third Sunday of Advent. And I don't know about you, but for some this may be known as the season of, how many gifts do you have left to purchase? It may be the season of, this was my son, how many days are left in this school year? Meaning the end leading into the holidays. After I got tired of hearing that for so long, I'd start adding in the spring days just to see his face go, or maybe better known as, I've got one more baking Saturday until everyone arrives for the party. But Advent is a time of anticipation, anticipating the arrival. And can I be honest? Some of us are anticipating the wrong arrivals. Some of us don't even know the real reason for the season. Most of us are looking at January as dread because that's when the credit card bills come in. That's the season that many of us live in. But Advent is a reminder of God's perfect timing. No matter what we're going through, God always shows up right on time. Can I tell you how many times I've had somebody say, wow, that just worked out great. I'm like, really? Like you just threw sand up in the air and assumed it was going to land right? Or someone would say, I don't know how it's going to work, but it's just got to. I'm like, well, did you pray about it and ask God to step in? Amen. Did you invite God into your situation? But today's scripture is found in Galatians 4. It's verses 4 and 5. It says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, so that we might receive adoption as his sons and daughters. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, in this season that should bring hope, love, joy, and peace to every one of our hearts, God, we, we confess, we've confessed several weeks now that we struggle with burdens, heavy burdens of life. God, we find ourselves anxious over the little things, but yet with great anticipation. But it's somewhere between the anxiety and the anticipation that doubt can creep in. And our faith can, can wither away. Lord, I ask for your complete peace and joy to be present in all of our hearts. We are your people walking in darkness, but seeking your light. God, be with us and help us to seek your will in all of our days. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son. Amen. You know, timing is critical. It is crucial. If you're sitting there watching a ball game and it comes down to the last split second of the baseball game and he swings and everybody sits there with their breath held. Or maybe it's not start a war here, roll tide, but maybe it's as they're running to the end zone and he's about to be pushed out of, of the of the line, out of bounds, and he lunges just to get the ball across the marker for a touchdown. 
I don't know about you, but I coach from the from the couch when I watch, and I'm like, I told you not to run straight up the middle, but they never listen to me. Timing makes a difference. It can make the difference between an interesting story or joke or somebody looking at you like you have lost your mind. It's important when it's cooking. When we're cooking, we have to set timers and things have to set up just right. Smoke alarm is not what tells us that things are done. And that is the wrong way to invite the fire department to supper. I think they would just rather pick up a plate instead of having to rush, worried about picking up pieces. But even when it comes to planting our gardens, I mean, let's admit it. We might be in the city of Asheville, but at heart, we know what it means to plant a garden. We know what it means to plant it early enough, but not too early for the frost to get it, and not too late, because we have other things that have to plant in that cycle for it to come to maturity. Sometimes things go perfectly. We don't think about it. Sometimes things don't go the way we think they should. But regardless, God's timing is perfect. See, when the fullness of his time comes, God sent his son. God arranged history for that moment in time. And it was set into motion in the garden when he told the old serpent, I will send, be prepared. He arranged everything for just the right timing, just as prophecy had told. Everything happened just so flawlessly. It was man who didn't believe. But yet his timing unfolded century after century. But how many times have we felt like his timing was off? How many times have we sat there going, I know this is where I've got to get to. I know this is how I've got to get there. God, why are you not following my plan? My plan will work. Question. Did Adam and Eve realize that the serpent crusher was not going to be born of Eve? But millennials later? Do you think history around the time of the Savior's birth, think about that. Do you, do you think the Jewish people under the Roman control really looked forward to a Messiah? They talked about it. They were taught in Scripture that it would happen, but how many were simply memorizing Scripture versus living Scripture? And I say that because we do it today. We go back to... Name your favorite scripture. For God to love the world. First one I ever learned. Mississippi Church. Bible school. We took soap. We wrapped felt around it and made a Bible. I have no idea where it went after that. I learned my, my little scripture so that I could make it to the next level to make my soap Bible. That's it. We said a couple weeks ago, ask any youth student... Their favorite verse, Jesus wept. Is he just want to remember? But how many have thought, 
How can God keep his promises to a group of Gentiles that were being ruled by Romans? You know, we can turn on today's news and say the same thing. How can this be happening? How can this devastation be happening? How do we get here as a society? And how can we change it? But God's plan was coming together for the birth of the Messiah and the return of the Lord, which will still come. Think about Mary and Joseph. When they had heard the decree of Caesar Augustus, they had to go back home, they had to be counted, they had to be taxed. I'm not going to open that tax worm today. That's a can that we're going to leave shut. <laughs> but think about it. Many times they would work their whole lives just to pay taxes. We definitely don't have it as bad as they did. But we gripe and complain like we have. It's so much worse. You know, I can almost imagine Joseph throwing his hands up in frustration. Mary's about to have a baby. This is not the time that I need to be traveling. This could be the worst time ever. But it was God's time. How many times have we said that in our life? This is the worst time for this to happen. Or I don't have time for this to happen. But when it's God's timing, he will clear our schedule in a heartbeat. And make time because nothing's going to stop his timing. So when you find yourselves getting ready to travel, and I'm speaking from me, usually I'm like, I can't find my stuff. Nobody's cooperating with me. We've got a schedule. I'm getting frustrated. We have to be on the road. We should have already been on the road. There's going to be traffic. And I'm telling them all the things that are going to go wrong instead of living in God's timing. God used a decree to see that the prophecy was fulfilled. Sometimes God uses things that we don't think are godly. And we're like, oh, look at there. Well, that just worked out perfect. And I'll tell you one of the things that gets me is when somebody says, my gut instinct, I'm like, girl, that's all the spirit. You better wake up. Somebody's talking to you. You better receive what's being said to you. You know, gut instinct, your stomach ain't telling you nothing. That's the Holy Spirit. But we've gotten too used to explaining things away instead of living in obedience, living in God's timing. Yes. And what a bad time to be in Bethlehem. There was no room in the inn. But it was all part of God's timing. You see, this took place to carry out his mission because the Almighty Christ lowered himself to enter this world in a very low circumstance. He didn't even have a crib or cradle, but where the animals ate, it was their trough. That's a manger. In a cave, probably, with a place dug out in the wall where they would put hay to keep it up off the ground. That's where Jesus was laid. 
He didn't come riding in on a stallion. He didn't come with kingdom army. He didn't come with lightning flashing. He didn't come with thunder rolling. He didn't have a grand marquee. And I love, if you ever watch, uh, I believe it's Mark Lowry. He's with the Gaithers. He cracks me up. He's got a whole thing he does. That if he came in, thunder would be rolling. Everybody would be taking notice. He has arrived on the scene. That's not how God works. Now, I've got times God shows up and shows out, and I'm like, whoo, and he sits me down. I'm like, oh, that was just, God just moved right there. But many times in my life, God comes in very gentle, behind the scenes almost, and he's laying out the groundwork. And it's at the end where we see that he's been there, and we didn't recognize his presence the whole time he was with us. It was God's perfect timing. The angel came to Mary. Mary was obedient to God's calling and timing. The angel came to Joseph. Joseph was obedient to God's timing and his call. The angel came to the shepherds. I love this part because they are among the closest to the priest, but they're not seen together. And the reason they're the closest to the priest is because it's the shepherds that go and pick the perfect, spotless creation for sacrifice. The priests were not informed. But the ones who recognize a creature worthy of sacrifice, that's who the angels notified. Think about that as we make our way to Lent. Those that recognize God's perfection. They're usually the ones that see it first because they're looking for it. Yes. So many times we're not looking for it. We just want God to show up and do what we need him to do. But those that needed to know were told. And he timed it that way. His timing's perfect to redeem us. To ransom us with the blood of Jesus. His timing's perfect to not only ransom us, but bring us into his family for us to receive full inheritance of the kingdom. And when the fullness of his time comes, Christ will return. Just as he came as the seed of the woman under the law to redeem all of us who are under the law so that we can be received into God's family. And even though his timing was, had not only worked out 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, his timing is still perfect today. At the right time, he works faith in our heart through our baptism and through communion. Through baptism, we are reborn into his family. As a child of God, we are called by the Father to be obedient in his timing. We can live with the confidence that God will take care of us. He will provide for us. He will protect us. And even when the flames of life seem to be engulfing us with the burdens of the heart, God's in the fire with us. God let his word, his plan, be revealed through his messenger, the angel. And God still speaks to us that way today. 
but we're too busy to listen because we're in the season of how many gifts do you have left to buy? How many baking Saturdays do you have left? How many days of school are left? That's our season because we're not focused on the reason. So when the timing of life seems to be going wrong, when your hopes and dreams are not working out, when you want to just throw your hands up in frustration, how can we remember God's timing is perfect? You know, when they were invited to come to the manger to find rest, for Mary to give birth, there was no empire, empire, there was no army, there was no nation that could stop God's plan. Not even Satan himself could derail this. So this morning, a couple of questions. If you remember the story of the tortoise and the hare, tortoise kept the pace. Stayed the course. And I remember the version of the old Bugs Bunny where he was uh, very arrogant, jumping around, making fun of us. He was in his own bubble. That is today's world. Are we being the tortoise or are we being the hare? Are we staying the course that's laid out for us, being obedient to God's calling? and having everything happen in God's timing? Or are we being the hare and we're taking shortcuts because we got this. I'm good. I know where I need to get. And I'm gonna get there. So today, as we light our candles, we light joy, peace, and hope for the Advent season. So I'm going to take just a minute as I light those candles. If there's a burden on your heart, the altars are open.